Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Welcome to X-Pac 12360. Yeah. How you doing, Sean? We're back. So, yeah, we took a week off. I was on vacation. Nice. So sometimes I'm gone because of work, and last week was vacation. How was the vacation? Nice. Yeah, I mean, we didn't leave, like, we didn't get on a plane, but we went to Redondo Beach. Oh, nice. And um, there's this, the hell is the name of that hotel again? Shit. Slate? Anyways, mm. I should probably know the name of the hotel. It was an old trendy hotel. Right on the uh, marina there. And it was really cool because the balcony they had this big old, big-ass bathtub. And I'm a big fan of taking baths. Yeah. And so, oh, it was so great. Like, just sitting out there in the that's bathtub awesome. overlooking the marina. Wow. Is that my Shade, thing. Sean? Shade, that's yeah. it. Wow. Yeah, yes. I've heard of that one. I've heard it's great. I was going to say Slate. And then I'm like, what? No, it's Shade. It, nice. It's so good, Jeff. Well, it looks so nice but on just the photos yeah. alone. yeah. 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 Oh, is that the bathtub that we just That's saw? That's right one now? of them. Yeah. All right. That looks yeah. really nice. Yeah. The the hotel room at in, in the Bahamas, like it when you go out and like it's not really a balcony, but you open up the sliding glass door and you can swim up to the room basically. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Cool. Yeah. The things people come up with nowadays. <laughs> so but so um it was nice. Um Good. Let you guys kind of clear your heads a little bit. Yeah. 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 My lady, she works her ass off. She works hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she deserved it. Anyways, um, I don't know. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver a little bit. And I don't know. Is there anything else going on? Well, I mean, there was a lot of I mean, wrestling you know, this weekend, besides, for sure. <laughs> besides all the shit that I'm not going to talk about. Sure, 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 sure. And sure. I know, like, some people, they want to hear me weigh in on certain things. And it's just like, you know, at this point in my life, I just, I choose not to weigh in on controversial shit anymore at this point. Yeah, there, there's enough hot takes out yeah, there. Yeah, everyone has an opinion on it. And uh, a lot of these, you can probably guess what my opinion is. Well, not or maybe only that. Not, but right. I'm... Keeping it it's right. wasted yeah. energy because in a yeah. few months or few weeks it's going to be yesterday's news sure. but then people are always going to remember what your take on that was and mm. you know so nowadays people aren't happy yeah. with anything or they misconstrue your words yeah. Yeah. yeah and so yeah and a lot of people listen to the shows that weigh in on that and give these controversial takes and you know shitting on other things in the industry and like um, I'll take less viewers and less listeners and put out a positive show. So, I like that. I know that might sound kind of corny or whatever, especially no. coming from me. I know <laughs> it. Like you know, I, I mean, I've never been shy, right? Uh, voicing my opinions on things. I just 
man, I just don't want to be the divisive one. There's enough fucking division in this world, not just wrestling. Yeah, exactly. You know, wrestling used to be the one thing where, you know, I don't know about the one thing, but the one thing in my life where, um, in my world, where people, like, you didn't even know, like, you would see people come to the matches and everyone would love it and have a great time. You didn't even know who that fucking guy voted for, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, you know, whatever, or what his stance on abortion is, or, you know, not to, you know, but you know what I'm sure, saying. It's sure. just, fuck, man. It's different um, nowadays. Nowadays, yeah, if you're not a, on the same team for the TV show, the person you yes. stand, the favorite book you read, whatever it is, it's like yeah. all these little topics where if you're not on the same page, you hate that person. Or it seems like you yeah. like social media is like that right I now. I just can't relate to that because my views on things, on several things, important things in life, have changed over the years as I've grown. Right. And, and but but I used to I haven't always been as evolved as I am now and like I like I try so I try if somebody's not quite where I am I am yet like I try not to like shit on them or or um you know or demonize them. Right. I try not to sometimes it's impossible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but you know um shit I don't know why I got up on that fucking rant. No, but. it's good to know. I think, yeah, it's good to put that out there for sure. I think that's why it's good to take some social media breaks every now and then. Because yeah. it's funny because in the real life, like in real life when I talk to people, I don't see a lot of the ugly side come out that I see on social media. Like yeah. I don't, like I feel like I, you know, what you see on social media is so ugly and you're just like, ew, like this person thinks this way, like that's horrible. But in person, everybody almost is somewhat on the same yeah. page. Yeah. You, you know? That's, that social contract disappears when you have the anonymity of a... Yeah, on the screen, but even if it's not like real, like anonymous, even if like, even if you know they know who you are, right. there's just this thing to where you, your balls are a little bit. I don't, right. mean, I don't mean to be sexist, <laughs> no, for sure. But you know what I mean? Like you grow a pair, like just knowing that, like there's no way that guy's gonna come knock on your door and punch you in, in the in the eye, right, or right, whatever. Right. Not to go like make anyways, whatever. All that is to say, yeah. yes, we're going to be talking about NXT. We're going to be positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be good stuff. Yeah, because it was a hell of a show. All right, course. well, let's go ahead and go into it. NXT Takeover War Games three, uh, five matches if you include the pre-show. Uh, so much happened on this show. So a lot of really good yeah. stuff. I think that a lot of the people that we saw on NXT uh, really, you know, showcased themselves from like where they were at to main event people. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and start off with the women's war games match that started off the main show. What did you think of that? Because I personally thought it was the best match of the night, personally speaking. Oh yeah, yeah, I okay. really truly did. I'll, I don't I'll go disagree into it after- with you. I'll go into it afterwards, but yeah, I don't disagree with you. Like I didn't real. I guess I never thought about which was the best. Match of the night, and I probably should have. I, well, I feel just, like there were so many good ones. In terms I, yeah. of most entertainment, I think, and so much of the different elements that they incorporated into this match, from storytelling to you yeah. know to who in there had you know tensions and were playing mind games, and like they yeah. gave all the women really great spots from top to bottom. Stuff that happened yep. outside there were of really the actual good moments page, in everything. The match. Exactly, yeah, it was yeah. it was the better of the of the two war games matches at, at the very least. I haven't I haven't thought about it either, but. Um, I, I was just thrilled to see to see uh, Dakota Kai turn and and get kind of the focus that she did. So, 
I praised the match on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh, it was too predictable. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. But see, Sean, that's the thing. Okay, yeah, everybody was expecting the Dakota Kai turn, but the way that they did it was different. She didn't go out and still participate in the match and then do her turn. No, right well, off the bat, so, she did it. But I guess, I guess instead of just doing my reaction and shut the fuck up or mm. whatever, like... Like I'm just being a bit of a dipshit when no, I say sure. that, but but okay, if if that's your legitimate like critique of that, listen, if you don't like things have to be telegraphed and storytelling to build up the suspense yeah. of anything. Like it's, yeah, it's called foreshadowing. It, like yeah. there's a, like like somebody tweeted me something about what Alfred Hitchcock said about this. He's like, if you're telling the story and like. And there's a fucking bomb under the table, ready to go off, but you don't know what's under there. Like, there's no suspense, right? Like, right. but if you know, okay, there's a bomb. Is it going to go off? When's it going to go off? Yeah. You know, like all the greatest, not all, but like almost all the greatest turns, like ever, mm-hmm. uh, were were you saw them coming a mile away. Yeah. Whether it was. Um, uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff turning on on Hulk, Randy turning on Hulk, fucking um, Andre turning on Hulk, right, all right. of them. Sure, you know, and I'm using Hulk for for this because yeah. you know he was such a big part of our, of course, you know. Um, well, look at the look um, at the the MJF turn, the MJF turn that happened recently. Like that was there was some. I felt like that was that was pulled off really well, and it was telegraphed for a long time. So, but. You might not have saw it coming mm. in till hindsight, right. and then go, ah, oh. like, now it all makes sense. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, like, even like, even things to build up, even if it's like not completely obvious, but there's little clues along the way. Right. There's just different ways of doing it, but like t- to shit on it because it was too predictable. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. It was, it was executed perfectly. Yeah, sure. I thought, yeah, yeah, exactly. The execution was, I thought, yeah. was fantastic, yeah. I liked the additional portion where, you know, William Regal came out and, you know, she, like, shoved him because, you know, he has, like, this, you know, he's, like, an authority figure, a respected authority figure. So then for her to sort of, like, snap and, you know, push him, I thought that elevated her. I thought that she really did her portion really, well. And it seemed really spontaneous. It didn't seem yeah. like a work, like, okay, this is the part where you come out and you get... Now you push him. Yeah, yeah. it was just, it just seemed like part of the schmas and, like, you know, and I shit think, just got out of hand. Exactly, and I think she... she she was amazing in that role, but I also think that Regal is such a good performer that he's he's able to sell that so much. You know, we, when he gets involved, I'm gonna, I, I'm not just saying this because he's a friend of mine, mm. but no one's ever uh, pulled off that role better than uh, William Regal, one thousand the GM, the authority figure, the president, the That's, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right, exactly. That's why I I wish he had gotten more more focus in the build up leading the Survivor. But that's series. part of the greatness about about how he does that role. It's mm. not like okay, he's just shoved down your throat. Okay, the opening segment out right. comes Regal. You know, I mean, because. Like, that was the thing about that general manager role on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, fuck, enough. Right. It kind of overpowers the yes. show a little bit. Yeah. 
What did you guys think about the story between Shayna and Rhea Ripley? Where you know you have these two. I know Sean, you're a big yeah. fan of Shayna. She, you Both said she was one of your picks earlier yes. on, and you know Shayna's always had this thing where a lot of you know she had this real badass vibe, and you kind of was hard to imagine another female yes. coming up and having that vibe. Yes. But now we're seeing that with Rhea Ripley. Yes. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, and it's and that's true, and it's it, and it's it's more than just them trying to portray it that way it's the people are buying it that way right like you can try to push something on people and they're gonna buy it or they're not yeah people you can know, tell if it's they buy too. her like so um i mean in a huge way so and it's not even i hope they don't fuck it up right. uh, it's not even like it's barely gotten started yet uh so when i was down at nxt last month and um they have the it's called the coconut show run. It's all the local Florida mm. when they stay in Florida for their for their live events. Yeah, they call it the coconut shows or coconut run or whatever. Mm. Uh, but so on one of those, um, she came out and announced she got the biggest pop like like of anyone on the entire show, oh, wow. and it was it wasn't even close. It was insane. I'm like, oh shit. That's like awesome. It's just one of those things where you go, this is a, an indicator right here. Right. You know? And it's it's wild that she's this good at this young of an age as well. Uh, yeah. Got a whole lot ahead of her for sure. And, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. She was blessed with some amazing genetics too here. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, she's a big girl. Right. Big, strong. Like, just... It, yeah, you see her stand next to stand toe toe with Shayna, and it's like, okay, yeah, right, okay, yeah, you buy it, yeah, yep. exactly. It's authentic, you know, it's believable, and I think that's the main portion that I liked. One of the things, one of my favorite spots during this match where they both had separate submissions going on at the same time, mm-hmm. and they were both kind of like eyeing each yeah. other, like, yeah, you're doing it, but you know what, I could do it more. And so I thought that was, you know, a nice little portion to those yeah. mind games and, and, you know, this power play of I'm the stronger woman, yeah. no, I'm the stronger, you know, person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. um, what did you guys think about Io Shirai? Because I thought she, uh, the the por- the first portion of the match, I thought she did very well. She was very highlighted. She had a, the, the moonsault from the top. Her uh, and Candace started. Yeah, her yeah. and Candace. Couldn't have picked the, t- the two bad. I- Perfect. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time spitting shit out. You know? <laughs> well, not just today. But Right. I was so happy when I saw they were the two that started, and they started off at a nice pace, not too like they were taking their time, but at the same time giving them some good shit, and and just oh so good, yeah, so good, perfect way to start it. I thought I liked the idea where Candace was sort of, you know, she had the whole, you know, two on one for the beginning, the portion uh-huh. of the match. I like the fact that Rhea was the second person to come in because as team captain, if you're seeing your team member basically get torn apart on there, it's yeah. like as a team captain, you're gonna be like, you know what, I want to go out there and I want to kick some butt. And I feel when she came out and she brought the el- the, we- the, el- the the element of the weapons, it kind of really kick started off yeah. that match. And so I thought that was a really yep. good thing. But there was a lot of really good moments. Um, in this match, and I like the idea that it also became a, a four on two, and I thought that was a really good element because I didn't realize that that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that when it first started, but yeah, by between the the attack, you know, that effectively takes out half the team right there. Yeah. Um, so the stakes are the stakes are are raised almost right away. Um, 
So yeah, and then just the 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 high spots that we got in the match were, like you said, the moonsault from the top of the cage was yeah scary, but but she pulled it off. Yeah, she's the best. Mm. Like honestly, like all around. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably the best right now. Yeah, Leo Shirai. Yeah, I love okay. the of the ladies, and I mean not. Not by a long shot, because there's a lot, there's some, and especially, some great ones right now. But yeah, to especially me right now, at the moment, probably the best. Yeah, and in the NXT women's division, like, that's high praise. Like, there's a lot of competition for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the best women's division in the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that. I think so, too. I think if I'm going to, like, start thinking about it, I think the second one's runners-up would be, because Impact has been doing a lot of really good stuff with their women's division as well, mm-hmm. and has been for a really long time, and sure. Tessa's been killing it. And it's, for me, like, it's people like Tessa and Rhea Ripley that, you know, sort of bring this different, or Becky Lynch, Charlotte, that bring this different edge when they go out in the ring, and, you know, it, it, it's this different energy, and, and yeah. I, I like that. All right, let's go ahead and jump into the second match, which was a three-way Damien Priest, Pete Dunne, and Killian Dane. Ooh, wait. So, um, considering they we started off with the with the women's war game match, that like arguably the best match of the night. Mm. These guys had a tough one to follow, and it was a great match. Yeah, yeah. Triple threat matches are are can be tricky, you know, as far as like to how to structure them and the. The easiest, the kind of, and sometimes the laziest choice is just like two guys in and one guy out. You yeah. Know? But they did such a good job of involving everyone and yeah. making it really feel dynamic. Yeah. So um, if I, if I have any small critique on it, I think they had just a bit too much time. I see. Like I would have taken a couple of minutes off of their time and given it to Riddle and, and Ballard. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Because there were some moments in here where they let, like I thought things. Br- they breathe. Yeah, just a little bit too long for me. And but. I think uh, for for anyone that that listened to our or watched our interview with with Damian Priest from a couple weeks ago, we talked about how adaptability is to to people of different kind of sizes yep. and styles. And one of the things I loved about this is that all three men are are such different uh, sizes and and styles, and they still were able to meld yeah. in, in a really entertaining yeah, way. Yeah, a lot of great moments in this match. It was it was paid. Like I, I really liked how it was laid out. It was paced and and just, um, yeah. Like I thought they all worked together nicely. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure didn't Priest say that they really haven't worked him and him and yeah. him and Damo haven't really worked. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. And no, uh, that was nice. Yeah. And Priest Priest had that gear. That shout out to yeah. to Scott and Kevin. Yeah. Nice nice uh, razor's edge. Yeah. On, uh, on demo. God, that's been Yeah, late. so it was good, man. Uh I thought it was a good introduction for the for Damian Priest in yeah. terms of the people that maybe don't watch NXT TV regularly and, you know, watch the show. I thought it was a great introduction for them. I thought this was one of Killian Dane's best matches. And, yeah, honestly, the fact that they were after the War Games match and they were still able to deliver and have the crowd, yep. you know, invested in what they were doing, like, that was a, tes- a good testament to all three men. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things that that NXT, but also specifically takeovers, do so well is it's it's that analogy of wrestling being like the circus. You know, there's the acrobats and then there's the strongmen. There's something for everyone, and that's kind of how these shows always are. Is everything's good, but good in such distinct, different ways yeah. that it doesn't feel like you're getting burnt out. You know? 
Right, right. Uh, third match of the night, Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Sean, what did you think about this match, and do you think the right person won? Because uh, I saw different opinions call. for that that's one. That's a tough call. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was fine. It, the, it was fine. You can't... Look, you can't just bring everybody over and just beat everybody and right. just to try to say, see here, our NXT guys are, yeah, you know, on the same level. Like, I mean, it, it just, it's Finn fucking Balor, man. Yeah. If you're going to lose a match, Finn Balor's just fucking fine to lose a match to. Exactly. I don't really think this t- fucks with, with uh, Matt's. No. Momentum or anything. They had a great match, and it's definitely, um, I, I'm ready for more of Balor and, and Matt Riddle. Yeah, and I think it's a testament to the storytelling that, that people are able to have those conversations yeah. of where it's like, okay, which, who, which guy deserved to win more? Because yeah. I think one of, one of the things that I, that I don't like about the way that people talk about wrestling is that if someone loses one single match, they're like, okay, he's getting buried. Oh, getting buried. He looks weak. But it's like even the best athletes in the world, the best fighters in the world, they lose occasionally. No one thinks, oh, like they're, they're done. Their career is over. This yeah. is... Theoretically, this is supposed to be a combat yeah. sport, so even guys on the level of a Matt Riddle are going to lose to guys on the level of a Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this was, yeah, this is great. And, you know, that's what makes you care about the match. It's like, like, okay, neither one of these guys can really afford to lose. Right, you know? and, and that's, so, what, that's what makes the false finishes so engaging. That's right. And, and, you're not, one. and it's like, because you don't know who's going to win. It's hard, it's, it was hard to call it, like... I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea which way they were going to go with that. You know, um, I guess if I had to put money on it, honestly, I would have said, okay, they were Balor over. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to get him ready for um, Cole, maybe. Sure. Like, is that Cole? Like, what's even going on with him? Like, after he got put, you know, dropped off the top of the cage. I, it, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he seemed to be, I mean, perfectly fine on, on, on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but perfectly fine. But you know, it seemed uh, seemed like it was a safe a safe bump. Obviously, we'll get to that. But um, just a hell of a run for him from from Wednesday up through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like going from because people, I think people already forget. Like he had a ladder match on Wednesday. Yeah, you know, and oh, with Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and so yeah, the run that he's on is is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think for this match with Finn and Matt Riddle, one of the things that right off the bat, you know, you see both of these guys in this ring and you know the match is, you know, has that big deal you yes. know, to it. Like, I, it gives you, like, a the reason to care. Great. Yeah, exactly. Like, you care. Like, you know, like, Finn came in hot. I mean, people weren't expecting Finn to come to NXT. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's why I think that it was very interesting the, that both sides that either think that then winning was the correct choice, and then the people that were like, no, Matt Riddle should win. It was kind of those both situations where you can't really disagree with either mm-hmm. or because I just see the pros and cons of both sides. Yeah. Hey, so, um, kind of, you know, just talking about the buildup to this, like, let me talk about uh, the TV, bef- bef- you know, the TV leading up to this. Mm-hmm. And like, like, the whole segment with... With Riddle and Ricochet, and then like all the schmas afterwards, everyone getting involved and ending up with Riddle and, and Balor. Mm. Man, that was fucking great. Right. That whole segment, man. That that whole part of the beginning part of the show was just 
Well, the whole show was great. Yeah, definitely. And you got to you got to think with as good as this build up has been, the fact that this wasn't even Plan A, right. so to speak, like yeah. uh, I think really says a lot for sure. Mm. All right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the main event, which was the men's war game, Team Champa versus Undisputed Era. Uh, a really, I guess, the word that I could think of at the end was destructive. Yeah. That was, like, the word that I had in my mind after seeing this entire match all mm. come together. Yeah. So what were your guys' thoughts on that? On that? Um, well, first off, um, Keith Lee really stood out. To me, in this match, man, yeah. there was a lot. There was a lot of. Um, he did a lot of really cool stuff in the match, and it fit. And it was, you know, it was just. Um, to me, like of this recent, you know, last couple of weeks, to me, Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee are the big winners. Yeah, the biggest winners. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, exactly. But, but they to me, shine. Those yeah. Two, yes. Are like overnight sensation. The yeah, the fact that not to get on a tangent, but the fact that that Keith Lee was the last one left in the ring with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series, the fact that he was able to give him the spirit bomb and really look competitive, mm-hmm. like yeah, I think yeah, shined a lot uh, over the weekend for sure. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the, like going back for a second to the Riddle and mm-hmm. uh, Balor match. Hey, so. What an amazing fucking spear Riddle hit. Oh, my God. Wasn't that amazing? Oh, the and way the he kind of twisted off yeah. of it. God. Yeah. And so, like, okay, now that Riddle's kind of, you know, the, the brands are equal. Like, I mean, is Goldberg going to have any excuse? Oh, he's not on the main brand. Right. Like, I mean, it's going to be hard eventually, right? Yeah. Eventually, you're just going to seem kind of like chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he... Because, like, he, I mean, Matt Riddle's, you know... Yeah. I remember He's making his name. When he first busted out that jackhammer, I couldn't believe how good that yeah. looked. And honestly, too. I think Goldberg and Matt Riddle have a great match. That would be fantastic. A great match. Yeah. And honestly, I think it will happen one day. I hope so. I really do. That'd be great. Like I like I wouldn't be surprised if this if the whole if it turned if it started to shoot and it's already turned into a work. Right, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, so going back to the the men's war games match, I um it it's like I said about the women's war games match. You know, when the the spots keep getting elevated, it gets to a scary point. But uh, but that's what I mean. Like you said, it's destructive. That's what these matches are supposed to be. You know, I I hate when there's a Hell in a Cell match and it's it's built up to be this like demonic structure, and then it's just a regular match that happens to be surrounded by. A I'm cage. not a fan of Hell in a Cell. Right. Yeah. I'm not anymore. Like it was. T- it was you know. At one point, when it was just Taker's match, right? You know, and it was like if there was a Hell in a Cell, it was because Taker was in it. Sure, I liked him then. Yeah, it's just kind of, just kind of gotten. You know, I mean, is first of all, the cage is on the outside. Mm, I like, think so, yeah, you know, the cage is, isn't even a, up against the ring, so. Mm. I don't know, it's just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really thought about the fact that, like, one of the reasons cage matches worked so well for so long is the fact that they're you right You run a guy up. into the cage. Yeah. Like, I used to love in a cage match, somebody running me into the cage, and I would take this great bump, <laughs> and, like, I just loved it. Right. It's like, and then, like, and also, like, I don't know, it's kind of like, you remember, though, what was the, the match that uh, Gender was having? Uh, the uh, Punjabi prison? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and it looked like bamboo, but it was really metal. Right. Like, and it didn't make any noise when you hit it. So right. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It doesn't make any noise, but at least it hurts like shit when you hit it. <laughs> I, remember, I remember, like, I remember Randy Orton even, like, tweeting me back, like, yeah, right? No shit. Because <laughs> I was complaining about the cage for him, you know? Right, exactly. I well, th- no, just as someone who's been there and, like, can relate to, like, oh, my God. Yeah. This unforgiving fucking thing. I feel like this men's war games match really kicked off once Keith Lee came in because mm. at the por- at the beginning at the start it was really for me just a match. I was kind of hoping that there was more use of the second ring, yeah. um, but I kind of felt like the main focus was on the one on the yeah. left of, of looking at the screen. Um, but I really do feel like once Keith Lee came in, it really sort of brought that you know that more I don't know energy up in this match. Yeah. And then once Adam Cole came in and you know he brought in the tables, uh, I feel like that's what kicked it off. But then and the big pop that Kevin Owens got, that was, he's been on a roll with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. people are really, you know, getting behind him and really every time he oh, comes yeah. out, Let's it's talk like a about big that. Thing. I yeah. don't know why I didn't even, you know. Yeah. I didn't even think about that yet. Yeah, that was a great choice for sure. Yep. And, uh, and what a reaction. Right. Wow. Right, right. And the fact, and it's just even just a little subtle thing, but even the outfit that he's wearing was the outfit that he wore in his very first mm-hmm. NXT match. Um, and Ciampa, he he looked great. I mm. like the fatigues and the you know the, the army fatigues or whatever the camo, whatever you sure. want to call it. Yeah, and just oh no, like um, he's continuing to I don't know, sound corny to blossom, like right, to right. like. So I didn't even. This guy's been around a while, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been on shows with him, independent shows. Totally forgettable, man. I'd hate to fuck it. I, and I hope he doesn't take this the wrong way. Right. Totally, like, nothing bad. Not just totally, like, and now look at him, man. Yeah. Now look at him. That's awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was, wasn't was good before. Right. Because he was. Yeah. It's just, it was, there was just not, like, I mean, now there's something special. Exactly, yeah. He's he's become so much more uniquely yeah. himself, you yeah. know? Um, and and once again, going going back to the, the little things, the mask that he came out with was the mask that he used to wear on on the indies. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's all these little things that, that everyone's paying attention to. Uh, what did you guys think of the spot between Adam Cole and Kevin Owens at the center of the ring where he was kind of going for the Canadian Destroyer, but then it kind of like stilled and then went for like a back body drop or s- how? What did you guys think of that? I don't know. I think I missed that one. Okay, because so, I just felt like was it a missed? Was it? it, was, it was a I'm, I'm not sure. Like that's the thing. So so Cole goes for the Panama Sunrise on that kind of metal strip yeah. that's connecting the two rings, and it. He, when he drops down and he kind of grabs Kevin Owens, they kind of like went a couple times. They did a couple pumps, yeah. and I and I I honestly couldn't tell if it's because their timing was off or it's or if it's because they were selling kind of the the uh, the difficulty of it. Like they know? were both they were trying to struggle for the yeah to pull it off. Yeah, exactly. Good, I like that. Right, man. Like I mean, we need a little bit more of that kind of stuff. You yeah, know? You I know? remember. Like everything can't be easy. It can't. Like, you know, just okay, the first thing you do is you lock up in a match, and it's so easy to grab a headlock. And right. it's like, you're both fucking fresh, man. It should be harder than that to grab a head on somebody. Right, that's a great point, you yeah. Know? I um On that same point, yeah, exactly. I've been guilty. Hey, look, you can watch tons of my matches where I'm guilty of the same right. thing. 
point, I that to that point that that kind of difficulty that struggle resulted in one of my my favorite moments in NXT way back when um, Cesaro and Sami Zayn wrestled. And I think it was their two out of three falls match. At one point, Cesaro kind of catches him, uh, and I can't remember what it was, but like he almost drops him and he's able to just straight up muscle him back up, launch him up and hit the uppercut. Yeah. And it was that difficulty that made him look the strongest. I know? remember that. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right. It's I, if anything, yeah, I think it, it added to the authenticity. They ended up pulling it off. It ended up looking clean mm. when they did hit it. Um, looked painful to the sound that his head oh made God, when he yes. hit the ring. Oh my God! Like you, you cringed at that moment, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was. It's for me at first. I felt like they were getting into position, but then at the same time, they had that struggle. Which yeah, it definitely worked Thanks out. So what for happened better. with Mia? Uh, uh, this was know? this was happened in the pre uh, I guess they not not in the was it in the pre show yeah. they showed like a clip where she, she was attacked. she was like attacked no, there, in the pre show. I think just just to. Did they say who did it? Because I'm I imagine the the logical conclusion is that Dakota Kai did it. Uh, oh, to kind of oh, so they needed her in a match for the oh, yeah because okay. Dakota Kai took her spot oh. on the team yeah, mm. and so I I imagine that's where they're going with it. But they oh. just made like a quick mention to it, so like if you didn't see the pre-show, you didn't really know. Yeah, because like, yeah, I was so bad for Mia because you know. Um, and mind you, things things happen, and we got to do things to you know advance storylines and. This, that, and the other thing. Right. Uh, but, man, like, there, she had a bit of momentum coming into this. You know, she comes in and cleans the house with the kendo stick and is fucking everybody up. Yeah. The other week, and it's just like, hey, you know, all right. Exactly. Let's see me, I get this fucking, you know. Well, I hope, you know, if, if Tegan Knox is going to be outselling an injury for a while, I hope that this maybe leads to a program between me and Dakota mm-hmm. Kai. Because I think they could, they could yeah. absolutely pull off some good stuff. Maybe, yeah, leading up to TakeOver Portland. So why did I why did I uh, bring Mia back up? Why did I do that? What were we talking about? Because she was because she was originally supposed to be yeah. in the match. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. So overall, I just oh, what did you think? What did you guys think of the finish for the men's Because uh, it, it was crazy. It was yeah, that was wild. I I think yeah, that was, was stunt. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's a war games, right? So I mean, it's 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 a, appropriate yeah and it, it it didn't look it didn't look dangerous necessarily like it was a it was a big spot and it but it it didn't look like uh, anyone was in any like real trust involved yes exactly yeah you know then uh yeah and and also a lot of pressure on the person that's yeah especially when yeah, with that's an, job to protect you yeah with you an know? air raid crash when you're going backwards yeah. like ugh. And yeah. onto the table and making sure you get the right, you yeah, know, exactly. distance. Uh, and it was it was the same thing that I that I thought of when when Eoshi did the moonsault, like to to moonsault backwards into the ring from the top of the cage is just. And like, from the view from the top, it seemed like they were closer to the wall of the cage than we than they probably were. But from that view, it looked like she had to do her moonsault, like you know, yeah. maybe with not so much like. You know, distance. Yeah. You know, so that was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Ever ever since you know, Kurt like Kurt Angle moonsaulted from the top of the cage like that to me seems like the most terrifying thing that you could try to do. I thought she was going to do a moonsault while while she was laying down. Right. Right. First. Right. I was like, oh no way! Don't right. fucking do that. <laughs> 
So that was the show. Yeah. It was a yeah. really good, was solid show. show, top to bottom, I think. Yeah. No, no, like, lulls where you're like, oh, I'm ready for the next match. None of right. that. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really, I think they've really got something special with War Games, and they've kind of turned it into, mm-hmm. into and not that it wasn't special before, but I think they're, they're doing it justice. And, yeah, it's hard to follow, mm-hmm. but. Good call, put it bookending those war games matches like that. Yeah. Because, so, like, two, like, one after another, like, or what, even with one match in between, it's like, oh, fuck. It would be unfair. Yeah. Right, exactly. All right. Well, yeah. is it, what, what else going on around? That's pretty much all I have right now. Well, in terms of, you know, what we mentioned earlier and whatnot. But overall, I just think there's a lot of wrestling to keep up with, to be honest. Like, it is so hard right now with everything going on. I feel like we're at the... We're at this stage where people, where fans, have to pick and choose what you're yes. watching and what you're following. So right now, word of mouth and what people are saying about a certain show, I think, is what's going to get people mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to watch this and then, you know, maybe watch that. Because it, you really just have to pick and choose yeah. right now. Mm. And, and so, yeah, as, as, as great as wrestling is right now... Um, there are going to be some casualties. Like, there's going to be some promotions that just aren't going to make it. Right. For one reason or another. And even in, and you know, as healthy as the industry is right now. Like, I mean, there, you could argue it's maybe not as healthy as people think it is. Right, right. The other way around, whatever. But, you know, it's as good as it's been in years, right? Sure. And it's just, but... Yeah, people, especially, like, it's going to get more cutthroat, and, um, you know, this, it's, it's going to be less cooperation, I mm. think. Yeah. Um, I'm still surprised to see, like, MJF on MLW shows and AEW shows. Right. Shit like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Does anybody watch MLW? I've oh I've only seen bits and pieces. They have but a draws... good they have a good show. It maybe not everybody's cup of tea, but mm-hmm. they know their deal and they have and good they talent, do... very yes. good talent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... I think one of the things that I'm curious about is more of the indie scene and how mm-hmm. this is going to affect. Like I was thinking about WrestleMania weekend coming up. You know yeah. all the indies. I was like, man, like which talent is going to be booked on this show? Because right now it kind of seems it's like all gobbled up, right? Yeah, and right. I'm thinking like there's so many shows that have to fill up all of these. You know cards and like how like this is either going to be really great for some guys in terms of they're going to get lots of work but then at the same time maybe for the shows i don't know how it's going to work it's going to be really interesting they're 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 going to be able to find talent it's just they're not going to be as familiar with that talent exactly and and i think that's that's what necessitates you know that that cream rising to the top i mean that's what that's what resulted in in the new generation in, in wwf when when wcw raided all of the big names you know they they, they had to push guys like you and guys, and you know. I mean, the same can be said recently in the last several years with with Hunter, um, you know, uh, getting a lot of talent from the Indies exactly. and them having to, you know, um, you know, uh, build up new talent on right. the Indies. Like, and it's it's all going to be there. Like, people go, oh my god, they took all the talent. Well, fuck. I mean, they need to go. Like, you need to fucking clear those spots out on top so other people can rise. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, unless... I mean, there's different kinds of indies. There are some indies that just, 
you know, they just use like older guys and it's right. not really a thing where they're trying to build their own talent. Right. You know? So, I mean, but for those type of promotions that are trying to be real promotions. Right. And one of the things that I've been noticing here for, for us, for SoCal Indies, is that, you know, there's so many names that are guys that are coming from the East Coast that I wasn't familiar with or I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And then I see them on these shows and I'm like, dang, I'm a fan of you. You know, like yeah. I haven't seen you. I don't know anything about you, but I like what you did tonight. And, you know, hey, if your name's on another show, I might go ahead and attend that. Yeah. So it was interesting because sometimes you feel like you already know everything and everybody. And then afterwards you see somebody else and you're like, okay, like this is good. Like it's like, like a like a region uh, like a like a yeah. like a refreshing it's a refresher really mm-hmm. yeah all right let's yeah let's get out of here you got any got any plans for for this week for I'm going to Ron, going to Ron Funches for Thanksgiving nice that's yeah, awesome I go I went last year go to, you know Christmas and New Year's sometime over there just different little yeah he's my buddy that's great yeah shout yeah. out to Ron Funches love that guy he just got engaged oh nice. Yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right, everyone. Let's get the fuck out of here. See you next week, everyone. Is there anything you want to... No, I mean, I was just going to say, guys, do not forget to subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash xpoc. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, Anchor, Stitcher, all the apps. Cool. All right, everyone. See you next week. Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to X-Pac 12360. 